guy and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And so we have... Well, Gillane, I think is the way you pronounce it. I've been pronouncing it Gislane, Gislane, Gislane. But it's Gillane, according to her attorney. Gillane uh, Maxwell found guilty on five of six charges. The one that she was not found guilty on was uh, enticing minors to do uh, things and um, but many of the uh, charges were <clears throat> sex trafficking or conspiracy to sex traffic I think three of the five that she was convicted on were conspiratorial and really you know she deserves everything she's getting but there are so there's so much more to this case you know the fact that Maureen Comey is directly involved, is suspicious. And the fact that Jeffrey Epstein was allowed to be murdered or disappeared or uh, Arkansas-sided or Clinton-sided or whatever you want to call it, you got you got to look at some of this other stuff. This is systematic uh, institutional stuff that's failing us. I mean, it's right out of a movie except for the fact that the director would probably throw it out for being too obviously stupid. We're living a life right now that's almost like out of a spy novel of sorts. And if we only knew the truth, I mean, if we could just get to the truth, I think it would be eye-opening. You know, you can go all the way back to JFK. And what was... um. Lee Harvey Oswald, but a patsy. And I, I feel like in one sense, and, and Lee Harvey Oswald was a bad dude. I think he beat his wife and he definitely shot some people and, you know, and I'm certainly pulled the trigger, but I'm also just as certain that there was a conspiracy. You know, if it involved the Bush dynasty or the CIA or the mob, I would love to know. <clears throat> with the JFK. It was definitely a conspiracy. And that's, you know, three of the five charges that Ghislaine was uh, convicted on was conspiracy. 
Who are the other players? You know, we got the driver, the getaway car. But the mastermind is walking scot-free. You know, the uh, uh, Governor Mitchell, uh, Governor Richardson from New Mexico, I believe. Real piece of work. Radical liberal. Was involved. His name was listed. George Mitchell. Another guy that was listed. And, you know, they swept all that under the rug. Bill Clinton was probably knee-deep in all all that. And so there were so many people that were on the flight manifests and going down to Orgy Island and all that stuff that was going on. All of a sudden, the guy that you really wanted to talk and the guy that you really wanted to, that would have made a deal, the deal maker, Jeffrey Epstein, vanished. And I'm not so certain he was, you know, I I don't know what the case is with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. It seems like if he had the goods on people, he would have been silenced. Why make a deal with a dead guy? So you want the problem to go away, just kill him, right? I, I guess that's the way they would look at it. Because the alternatives are way too risky. If they were to give, put him in a witness protection program and he were to promise not to say anything, he might have a change of heart 20 years from now. So I definitely think he was murdered or he's gone. He's not alive. And the, for the cameras to not work and then for all the blind eye, turn the other cheek, kind of close your eyes to the madness, those prison guards... They should be rotting in jail just like Ghislaine right now. They were part of it. But they're not. And so long as they're not, this kind of shenanigan is going to keep on going. And so we need to we need to get the to the truth. Apparently there was hundreds of victims. And only four were represented in that uh, case. And so she was found guilty. And of course, she didn't take the stand because she would have had to have answered to all these things that, you know, basically she was trying to paint a portrait. Look at me. I'm attractive. I'm this. I'm that. I'm an elite. I'm an aristocrat. I'm I'm part of royalty in some weird way. So I'm, I should be. Where's my exempt card? But she didn't dare take the stand because that would have tarnished that whole image that they were trying to push forward. And from what I understand, you know, their attorney's wishful thinking of going on appeal doesn't doesn't have any legs because uh, apparently the uh, court proceedings and the judge involved didn't make any mistakes, according to Nancy Grace, who's been following this case a lot closer than I have been. So, it's interesting, folks. So, I put together a lot of uh, tweets. And I said to myself when I was preparing for the show, I said, you know, I think what I'm going to do today is I'm going to put together a whole bunch of tweets and 
go through them because some of these tweets are just out, you know, they're great. And it talks about basically, the, the, you know, the, what the CDC is up to. They had a task force press conference yesterday. And again, this whole thing about blaming the unvaccinated when all that seems to be getting sick these days is the vaccinated. I know people personally that have gotten uh, uh, positive tests. And, you know, the thing is, they're triple vaccinated, like Nicole Wallace said. I'm trice vaccinated. I'm part of the Fauci fan club. I'm the biggest Fauci fan. Until Fauci, you know, what? Fauci's been wrong. But they've been wrong about everything related to the politics of this. And you better believe that this has everything to do with Donald Trump. And they keep talking about it like that. Meanwhile, Fauci just was reported, Fauci's going to have a uh, pension. You know how much his pension's worth? $350,000 a year. That's his pension. Talk about wasted taxpayer dollars on a guy who can't throw a baseball, is the biggest loser in Washington, has resulted, has cost the lives of probably tens of thousands of people through his sheer greed. What do I mean about greed? I'm talking about if we really cared about this virus, we would have done everything. We would have not followed, fired the health, uh, health workers. Those health workers that worked for two years on the front lines without a vaccine, with no vaccines, where we lost 220,000 people and they thought that was the biggest, worst thing. Meanwhile, the flu was zero. So apparently 220,000 included the flu. So, you know, you can't tell me that the flu went to zero. Meanwhile, COVID is 220,000. They're talking about these filled hospitals. But then every YouTube channel that I would uh, subscribe to that's now been shut down, they would drive by these hospitals and say, where's the panic? Where's the outrage? Where's, where's all these fake footage? And if it was real, why would they <clears throat> show footage from years prior of these coffins in a room or uh, these more uh, mobile morgues in use or these ER rooms from a different tragedy from like an earthquake or something. And they would show these footage, stock footages on CBS, no less. You know, supposed to have some integrity. And they're showing fake footage trying to say that the hospitals are overwhelmed. They were pushing this. Meanwhile, Trump called their bluff and got the two big ships, Comfort and Mercy, and opened up the Jacob Javits Center, got the military involved. What did Biden do? Nothing. And so all of this happened. And guess what? For what? They were all empty. They never got used. You would have thought that there would have been a line out the door for that. No, instead, two years later, after 15 days to slow the curve or flatten the curve, they're waiting in line right now. 
around the block to get a vaccine, to get the jab, to get tested. To get tested. And to what? The tests are coming from China. Who knows what the integrity and accuracy of these tests are? And then there's a shortage of supply of tests. And you don't, you don't even know because you, you can't trust your government. Is it, is, it, is it because they want to lower the numbers? Meanwhile, they're fudging the numbers. There's New York state workers that have admitted to inflating the numbers or dramatizing the numbers for kids to try to make it so that pediatrics would start vaccinating more, that parents would get their children vaccinated more. So they would inflate the numbers. Just yesterday, it was reported to CDC, corrected the number uh, where their projections for Omicron were 75%, down to 25%, like over a 50% mistake in trying to dramatize Omicron during a Christmas and New Year's holiday season to try to instill fear in people, to try to people to get people to not join up as a family and pray together. Think about what they're doing. They're lying to you. And you're supposed to go back and believe them. Meanwhile, I think it's the irony of ironies that in New York City, in Times Square, you have this thing where they're promoting the New Year's Eve ball drop. At the same time, that they have nothing but trespassing signs, virtual trespassing signs everywhere you go. Can't eat in a restaurant, can't go to a club, can't go anywhere in New York City without a vaccine. You know, I was discouraged because, as I mentioned earlier in the week, I'm just starting to maybe venture out because of my back, uh, broken back and my, my uh, healing process. I'm still in a brace and I'm still on antibiotics. I'm still fighting an infection in my spine. I'm still in pain. I still have lack of mobility. I still have nerve damage, but yet I'm getting to the point where I can get out. I got off the walker. I don't necessarily need a cane, but I have to wear a back brace. That's the status of Scott Adams, yours truly, right now. But I'm grateful for everything that has come my way. It could have been so much worse. I could have been paralyzed right now. There are so many people that don't make it. There are so many people. I almost died. I was in intensive care this year. You know, three year, three days on life support. That's how that's how bad my situation was. But I'm grateful that I made it. I'm grateful. You know, I'm going to read to you uh, today. I'm going to go over uh, a, an article from Victor Davis Hanson that talks touches upon that. And he says here, he's, it's his year end um, article. Wrote, wrote it over at the American Greatness. He says, the ungracious. The ungracious and their demonization of the past. Never in history has such a mediocre but self-important and ungracious generation owed so much and yet expressed so little gratitude to its now dead forebears. We're going to get into that article a little later today in the show. But I, I'm now venturing out. I want to go out. 
cabin fever, right? All to find out that American University, since October 2021, they have put a uh, vaccine mandate on everything. I'm not vaccinated. My choice. And so the question earlier in the week was, when does this end? It seems like they're ramping it up at the same time. And we're, get, we're seeing all these mixed signals. And that's what people are complaining about the most. The mixed single signals coming out of Washington. At one moment, they say that masks don't work. They're saying cloth masks don't work now. Then they're pushing masks. It's clear to me that the vaccines don't work. And yet they're pushing vaccines. The vaccine, everybody that's getting sick, all these cruises, all these... People, they're 100% vax areas. And wherever they are, like in France, you see this spike. In Florida, not so much. And in Canada, you see a spike. And in all the states where they have the draconian measures, spikes. And in states where they've kind of like, you know, had been more relaxed about things, not so much. And it seems to me that staying indoors is not good for your health, not getting enough sunshine, not going to the gym, not being active. You know, they're, they're here to tell you that the vaccine that doesn't work, if you don't get it, you can't go to the gym. And they're not talking enough about vitamin D, zinc, and they're not talking about enough about therapeutics. And if they truly cared, they wouldn't be firing health care workers. They would be throwing everything in the kitchen sink at this. They would allow people to try drugs. There was a guy that, uh, there's a father that got arrested because he, he gave his daughter, I think it was his daughter or son, his child, um, ivermectin to try to help. Again, everybody that everybody that uh, is getting sick with this virus, we'll call it the common cold. Maybe Nyquil works. That's what I'm seeing. A lot of that, actually. <laughs> That's not just a joke. It sounds funny, but no, seriously. In all seriousness, I uh, have to say, everywhere I'm reading, the people that are getting sick are the people that are on cruises which are 100% vaccinated. The people uh, all over the place in police precincts, you know, in, in all kinds of different government institutions. You see these places where you know it's mandatory, 100% vax, because that's where the government has control over people. They're going to try to win a court. Uh, they're going to be heard on uh, January 7th before the Supreme Court to push mandates that don't work. To push mandates for vaccines that don't work, I should say. So you, you have, it's, it's an oxymoron that you have the New, York, New Year's Eve promotion. All these lights saying, come to New York, come to Times Square and celebrate the uh, New Year's. Meanwhile, they have this virtual trust, no trespassing sign. You can't go anywhere. And that's where that came up with, uh, I wanted to go to this wrestling event. 
And it turns out that American University is in Washington, D.C. You know, this year, today, as a matter of fact, today, the Midlands in Chicago was supposed to be at Northwestern, canceled. So these, res- these, these student-athletes are really, they, they compete their whole lives to compete in certain events that are key events. Once-in-a-lifetime opportunities being stolen from them. All for what? A vaccine mandate that doesn't work? We're listening to the CDC correct the numbers? I mean, yes, he writes in one of the tweets, 99.8% survival rate, four ships, 100% vaxxed, all had outbreaks this week. And he wrote that in response to some weirdo, libtard, that says the anti-vax people must enjoy harming themselves, their families, and healthcare workers, according to ABC News. Wrote that. Healthcare workers' deaths surged during Delta. How to keep them safer. What about the homeless? Why are they not dying? And why are people not dying in their lazy boys at home? Why, Why is it uh, that the liberal institutions are telling the stories about all these deaths. And it's the conservatives that are talking about great numbers, and this is not so bad. 99.8% survival rate is true. That's a fact. 99.8% survival rate. Yet, four ships with 100% vaccination had outbreaks. Explain that to me. Meanwhile, so at the same time, you're pushing all these things based on fake numbers. But God forbid you try to uh, argue your point. You get censored. Dr. Malone, one of the founders of the RDNA vaccine, has been banned on Twitter. And now John Solomon also just questioned certain things about COVID. And just and he got bent. He's getting suspended on Twitter. Go figure. And we have a caller. Uh, caller, you're on the air. I think this is Julie from Pennsylvania. Yes, it is. Scott, Scott, Scott. How are you? How I'm are doing you? all right. I haven't talked to you in so long. I just wanted to check before the beginning of the new year. I'm breathing. And just say <laughs> that we so much want you to get better. And we think about you and care about you all the time. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a real ordeal. Let me tell you, I uh, oh, yeah. and you know what the thing is is the doctors got it wrong, uh, which is why I ended up uh, where I ended up. Um, I uh, was saying that I have uh, an infection in my spine, and the doctors basically said, "No, you don't. You'd be a lot sicker if you did." And I said, "No, I'm pretty sure I got an infection in my spine." Sure enough. Uh, Within a month and a half, and this is for people out there, let me tell you something. I got an x-ray on August 6th where my spine was perfectly normal. My T9, T10, my thoracic spine was the main part. And the bone structure was fine, right? The discs were in place. The bone structure was there. It took four weeks of this infection to completely destroy T9, T10. 
and it required that I got fusion and T7, T8. T9, T10 were completely destroyed. Uh, T11, T12 were fused together. I had eight titanium screws, two titanium rods, and um, this infection almost took my life. Uh, it lowered my blood, blood pressure down to where I, I couldn't sustain life. So I was on basically life support for a couple of days. I mean, it was unbelievable. This ordeal was unbelievable, and the doctors didn't listen to me. And we're going we're gonna to see a lot of malpractice like this uh, because of the way medicine is going right now. This is, this is what happens. Well, there's a lot of illnesses right now. Uh, close family members have taken the booster, and they've come down with a stroke that I know of, and, and then others that are elderly that uh, are in the 70 and over category end up getting uh, diagnosed with COVID. They, the family members allow them to put them in a nursing home, and within three days they're dead because of remdesivir. I, I think that he, he, what you went through was a horrible ordeal, and I'm very sorry. You know what concerns me the most about this whole COVID outreach? The news stories are reported. Uh, Rand Paul just wrote this up. He, uh, Rand Paul. Okay, this is legit, legitimate. This is not conspiracy stuff. But they got evidence now. They got real evidence that the Biden administration was withholding monoclonal antibodies from red states to try to make it so their numbers go up. So the mitigation techniques and, and, and medicines that they're using, like, you know, Regeneron makes a, makes a version of the monoclonal uh, antibodies. And, and what, you know, um, J- uh, Rogan uh, and, and a bunch of other people, Dana White and a bunch of other people, um, basically said, uh, I took monoclonal uh, antibodies and I took uh, ivermectin and uh, zinc and vitamin D, and I beat this thing. And that's good therapeutics. Why we're not talking about that at the CDC is beyond me. But I think it's because they are—they have politicized this thing for control purposes, and they—and and people dying is not part of their concern. Well. From my perspective, I, I think it's a little bit more nefarious than that. I believe that I heard a South Korean uh, an analysis of the interior uh, mechanism of the vaccine, where they let it to thaw, then they studied the elements of it. Three things came to, to the forefront. At 400 times magnification, a round disc with a lid on it, digital. The second one is a long filament that moved as as it became 98.6 degree te- um, temperature. And the third one was a, a pair of elements that sort of floated and, and almost moved with the flow of the fluid that it was in. Okay, now the Americans. Just in the last week, they, somebody was able to get a sample of the two two of the vaccines I won't say the the names but it's there's not many so you can guess and uh, it was thawed 
and they also found the round disc with a lid. They found uh, graphene oxide. They, those are like little metal shavings, and you can clearly identify them. Hmm. The second, the third one was a long filament that moved and had a little notch in the center, and it, it clearly moved it and vacillated, indicating life as it became 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. And the fourth one was the most concerning to this person. It was a strange filament that looked like a flower, and it moved, and it was self-aware with the light. It moved away and through the fluid as if it was self-aware. And this is 400. I think we need to stop everything immediately. People need to fight, and we need to know what these elements are because if this is being put into our bodies, and 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 they could be going to any little imperfection in the body, like little tiny robots, and they could be manifesting any illness that we have working in our bodies and make and make it a hundred times worse. Oh my goodness! <laughs> anyway, so that uh, yeah makes you sick. This woman, she said when she saw this, I, I just heard this yesterday. She said she, she after she got the second <laughs> samples. She looked for the same elements, and they were there. The discs were slightly different with the different companies, but they were there. And and uh, she started crying because she she realized how how vital and dangerous this is, and the fact that they were giving this to her kids, and and uh, that your the your concept that you talked about months ago, shedding, is absolutely yeah. on the forefront. Because there's no way that shedding does not occur, and, and pe- children are getting sick that have been next to people who've been vaccinated. Well, the measles vaccine was shedding because the measles vaccine was a true vaccine, and it had the actual disease in it. But this, what they're calling a vaccine today, is not necessarily a vaccine because it doesn't have COVID in it. It's just an That's RDNA, true. DNA uh, truncator of, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it impacts proteins in a, in, a, in a variety of ways. I mean, the thing is, is that um, it doesn't have the virus in it. It's not, technically, it's not a vaccine. And so, therefore, it doesn't shed because it doesn't actually have a virus in it. So how can you even call it a vaccine? Japan, they're smart enough. They they aren't imposing this on their their citizens, and and the, the South Koreans are looking at it. and They're trying to inform people. I mean, they at least care about their. People. Yeah, and a lot of these but, other uh, countries. Pay attention. There's African countries that are doing better than we are, like the, the, where Omicron originated. But then also there's these other countries, like you know the the Scandinavian countries or some of these politically neutral countries that just want to stay out of the whole uh, war uh, between globalism and nationalism, right? Because that's really what the world war is about right now. What's that? Yeah, they just plain can't afford the vaccines for their country. Yeah, and so they're not having the problems because they're not getting wrapped up in the politics of it. I want to know what this disc is and what this disc does. I mean, those that could be the one that's causing the yeah. the, uh, the 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 micro bleedings and causing the hemorrhaging across the different organs. And then I want to know what is going on with this little white thing that that was in the the microscope. Yeah. I mean, this is scary stuff. Right. 
Well, Julie, thank you so anyway, much for so calling in. It's been great, great hearing your voice. Uh, it's, how long has it been? I know. Oh, it's been six months at least. Oh, my God. Uh, no, God told me to call you. I My phone uh, did a, a phantom dial this morning to you, Red State. You know what? <laughs> and, I, I, and, I, yeah, go ahead. No, it happened before your your show started, and I thought, oh, my God. That was God. <laughs> Do you know what's so he funny? I opened up the call system and uh, I saw that. I actually saw yeah. that at seven fifty eight a.m. And uh, yeah, yep, yeah, I did. I saw. I saw that. It, it was a phantom dial, yeah. and and I thought, oh my God, I have to call you. Yeah, yeah, I have to. Call you. All right, Julie. Yeah. Thank you, and happy New Year. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, and I hope the best for you. Okay. I I'm working on it every day. I'm improving every day. Yeah. And I believe yeah. I am going to have uh, most full functionality back. So I, I think I'm going to be back on all four wheels soon. Apple vinegar gummies. You must start taking three of those a day for a hundred days, and and that will help. Um, it, eradicate any impurities that you have in your system. You know, I got a bottle of apple cider vinegar, but I hate vinegar, and I don't do it like I should. So, no, the gummies you can, the the gummies you can, uh, are no problem. Yes. There's no bug. I'm telling you, you will feel a difference. And then also another good thing is aloe water. If you put some, um, you can get aloe water. It has sugar in it. You can get it right in the in the grocery store and put a quarter of a cup in your coffee. And that's what they gave to AIDS patients to help with autoimmune. And and if you put that in your coffee and and the apple cider, that will get you help get you on your way with increasing your immunity. All right. Thank you. All yep, right, Julie. Yep, take, take care. care. Yep, yep, yep. Right. Uh, love you. Love you. Love you, too. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was a really nice, sweet call. Um, wow. What can I say? It's great. We have great callers to call in. And uh, I haven't heard uh, her voice, uh, Julie's voice, in quite quite a long time. And um, and then we, uh, as luck would have it, we have uh, yet another caller. We're going to go ahead and... See about taking that. Um, let's see here. Okay, caller, you're on the air. Hello, I just want to call in. Uh, I just want to call in and thank Julie for calling in. I've missed her. That lady had it correct from the very start. She described where this uh, virus, virus, this is me calling that virus, originated. And she, I mean, months and months and months ago, she let us know how this virus got released in the United States. And I just appreciate her so much, as well as you. you and I just want to thank her. Please, please, Julie, call in more. You are a wealth of information that I really appreciate. So wow. another doctor that calls in. But anyway, thank you very much, and I'm glad you're recovering, Scott, because I really, really appreciate your show. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. I should have got... Um, I believe I know where that person's from. Um, in any case, uh, Julie was the first mentioned... Uh, she first mentioned Moderna. I had never heard of Moderna. 
And I remember Julie mentioned that, but she mentioned a bunch of stuff. Uh, she's a bit of a stock trader and she follows corporations. Uh, and she kind of knows it from you know the business angle. Uh, from what I understand, Julie also is an avid tennis player. Um, but in any case, uh, we always appreciate uh, callers who inform us and enlighten us. All right, so we're going to get... Um, you know, we mentioned this whole thing about the 99.8% survival rate. And we also mentioned four ships uh, that are, you know, but this is not new. You know, this is, a, so I'm going to get into, um, oh, this is one of the things uh, that I want to get into too. The government that's selling us this will do anything to win at politics. Will Kane, I had this uh, queued up. For two days, two, three days, we wanted to play this audio clip. It's not COVID. It's it's about the Governor Whitmer um, kidnapping and the FBI because there's some new information that's coming out about J6 as well. And we're going to be learning about J6, about Durham's uh, investigation. We're going to be with the Russian hoax uh, and, and a lot of this other stuff. Jesse Smollett's still yet to be sentenced. Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is going to be s- sentenced, I believe, yeah. And then um, and then this government, but then, you know, remember Bubba Wallace uh, back in NASCAR those days? You know, they were making this stuff up, man. You know, the noose hanging in the garage. You know, all because they had Trump derangement syndrome. This is yet another one. All right, let's take a listen to what Will Kane had to say here. This is kind of interesting. And we're going to get the right audio source. Um, But this is related to Governor Whitmer, Michigan, kidnapping FBI. All right, let's take a listen. The Department of Justice's case against five men now accused of plotting to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is falling apart. The FBI's first arrested these men late last year and instantly received endless praise from the media militia men who were so angry about Whitmer's COVID restrictions in Michigan that they were plotting to kidnap and possibly kill her over it. Those men were ultimately arrested by the FBI. Just hours after the FBI exposed a dangerous terrorist plot to kidnap her. 13 men were arrested in an alleged domestic terrorism plot to kidnap and possibly execute Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer for what they called treason in an attempt to spark a second civil war. Whitmer herself also thanked the FBI. From- okay, so that was. Um, uh, I'm going to continue to play this, but I, less I, I forget. That was dated October 2020. I actually think that was a play because Whitmer was being bandied about to be the VP choice for Joe Biden. And I have a funny feeling that maybe there, there was something going on there as well to get her to be on board uh, with this whole COVID hoax and to further divide a wedge, put a wedge between the left and the right in America. Just like Black Lives Matter was designed to divide the black community, uh, the conservatives and the liberals, I believe it was this kind of nonsense that Jesse Smollett, Kaepernick, all these people were friends with the Obamas, the pigs that they were, that tried to divide America because they hate America so much. But let's continue. 
from saving her from these men, she says, who were trying to kill her. Earlier today, Attorney General Dana Nessel was joined by officials from the Department of Justice and the FBI to announce state and federal charges against 13 members of two militia groups who are preparing to kidnap and possibly kill me. If you break the law or conspire to commit heinous acts of violence against anyone, we will find you, we will hold you accountable, and we will bring you to justice. But here's an update. In a court filing this week, the accused demanded the charges be dropped. Their attorneys claimed that federal informants funded and encouraged the plot. So it's looking more likely that this conspiracy never would have materialized without the FBI's involvement. That is the allegation of the defendants. Julie Kelly is a writer for American Greatness, and she's been covering this case from the very beginning. She's well plugged in, and she joins us now. Julie, what and how would we characterize the FBI's involvement? What are the defendants saying the FBI did? Um, well, the defense attorneys have been building now, Will, over the past few months, a very convincing and detailed <clears throat> example of FBI entrapment. Now, it's important to note that when Gretchen Whitmer gave that overwrought press conference, that was October 8th or 9th of 2020. Uh, early voting was already underway in the pivotal state of Michigan. This case brought all kinds of national headlines. Joe Biden gave a statement, accused Donald Trump of inciting an act of domestic terrorism. I don't know if that sounds familiar. Um, but what's happening is as this case is falling apart, we find out that there are at least a dozen FBI informants who are involved in this case. The head FBI agent, Richard Trask, who signed the initial criminal complaint, was arrested for attacking, assaulting his wife in a drunken rage after a swingers party. He actually has been fired by the FBI, an almost impossible feat. The other two FBI agents who were handling the top informants, these 12 or 13 informants that were involved in this plot, they also have been removed from the case. Justice Department just informed the court that they will not be testifying. So this case is falling apart at the same time it is exposing mm -hmm. a really egregious example of FBI entrapment of innocent men to concoct this plot, make really negative headlines for Donald Trump as voting was underway in the 2020 election. And now the trial is scheduled for March, uh, but the government's cases in a lot of trouble. Really quickly, Julie, there's so many words. The defense alleges entrapment. Were these agents, were these informants, were they instigators, were they enablers? Here's the question I think that the court has to decide, and I want to ask you, would this plot have happened? Would it have occurred without the FBI's involvement? It would not have. The only people who conspired to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer was Christopher Ray's FBI out of his Detroit field office. Even BuzzFeed, and I want to commend them for their investigative work on this, reporters have acknowledged that but for the FBI's in daily, hourly involvement in ensnaring and luring these men into this plot, it never would have materialized. And so these court filings are very illuminating. The reporting on it is, too. And so we'll see what the judge does in this motion to dismiss the uh, conspiracy to kidnap against the five remaining federal defendants. All right. Julie. Interesting, right? So it's our government at work, right? Tax dollars at work. Uh, go figure. Um, 
All right, so we're going to go up my Twitter feed a little bit here, and we're going to just cover some things because I miss so much, and it's the end of the year coming up, right? So Jack Posobiec writes, over a billion masks now pollute the ocean. So forget the straws, over a billion masks now pollute the ocean. A climate change-obsessed culture dictates that we need to commit every waking moment to investigating to investing anxiety in the changes affecting our globe. So there it is. They're not worried about that, though, because it's a mask, right? It's the MAGA hat for libtards. So James Woods writes, When and if sanity ever prevails in our government, I expect this. Voter ID, secure border, strong military, balanced budget, Congress not exempt from its own mandates, leaders honoring their oath of office by law, and term limits. The only thing I uh, quiver on is term limits. Um, I know I'm outnumbered on that. Um, I'm not even, uh, I haven't fully decided on where I stand on term limits. I have heard some compelling arguments that say term limits would actually... uh, lead to another problem. And the problem would be lifelong bureaucrats. You'd have to really address that unintended consequence uh, uh, where politicians get elected. The next thing you know, they get a a cushy job and and they're not held accountable by the voters. Uh, They're just in the wheels of bureaucracy uh, with a lifelong pension job that, you know, they never leave. And then the next thing you know, the government is controlled by bureaucrats. It seems like it's already sort of gone in that direction already anyway. So that would be my only concern about term limits. But I like, uh, you know, I like the intention of term limits. Steve Miller, uh, who I like a lot, uh, is an advisor to the president, uh, President Trump. And um, imagine if a, he writes this, imagine if a political party ruthlessly and relentlessly violated federal law at the cost of countless innocent lives in order to permanently disenfranchise millions of American citizens, because that's what the Democrat Party is doing every single day on the southern border. So again, imagine if a political party ruthlessly and relentlessly violated federal law at the cost of countless innocent lives in order to permanently disenfranchise millions of American citizens because, you know, at the voter booth, because that, that's what that the Democrat Party is doing every single day on the southern border. They're doing it elsewhere as, also. Won't you agree? So the Hill writes... Breaking, Biden says if medical team advises it. Okay, so Biden says if a medical team advises, he'll issue domestic travel vaccine requirement. I don't think that's ever going to fly. No pun intended. No pun intended because we're talking about fly travel, right? This would cripple the nation in a way that would take decades to recover from. You must not allow it. So... Basically, Steve Herman retweets Biden's gaffe, uh, but he intentionally says, there's no federal solution. This gets solved at the state level. Sounds like Trump, but it's Joe Biden. Jim Jordan writes this. 
if there's no federal solution, why is there a federal vaccine mandate? Jim Jordan, Congressman Jordan, wrote that in response to the no federal solution argument. So why is there a federal vaccine mandate? Why not let the states? Because the vaccine mandate, the vaccine passport, is basically a gateway to the social credit score system. I keep saying it. I can't say it enough. And, you know, the calamity that that would be, the control that the government would have over your speech, your credit, your ability to get money, anything. It would impact elections in such a way that you couldn't even imagine. All right, so Biden seems allergic to discussing illegal immigration at the southern border, says CBS at O'Keefe. Absent presidential leadership, it's going to be a problem for this country that just persists. Let's take a listen real quick. Absent presidential leadership, and this is an issue he seems allergic to discussing when he gets asked about it or when he's confronted with it. It's going to be a problem for this country that just persists for too long. So Charlie Kirk wrote this. He says, getting ahead of this now, Ghislaine Maxwell did not kill herself. All right, so Rising Serpent writes this. The CDC reduced isolation from 10 to 5 days, revised Omicron from 73 to 23%. Can you imagine 73 to 23%? Fauci wants mandates to fly. Biden says there's no federal solution. The government told hospitals to stop giving monoclonals. Twitter banned the inventor of mRNA vaccine. And that's just in the last three days. I'm going to read that one more time. This was by Rising Serpent. Great tweet. He says the CDC... Reduced isolation from 10 to 5 days. Revised Omicron from 73 to 23%. Fauci wants mandates to fly. Biden said there was no federal solution. The government told hospitals to stop giving monoclonals. Twitter banned the inventor of the mRNA vaccine. And that's just in the last three days. Think about it. Eric Matheny writes, we're experiencing the highest violent crime rate in 16 major American cities, not because liberals are incompetent. It's because they are very good at purposely destroying any semblance of peace and stability you may enjoy. They want you scared, victimized, and dependent. And John D. writes, Twitter suspending Dr. Robert Malone only tells me that he he was very much over the target. So Thomas Massey writes in response to uh, it's abs- uh, this statement, it's absolutely true that there is no FDA-approved COVID-19 vaccine available in the United States today. Pfizer has no plans to make one available anytime soon. I fact-checked this, and the fact-checkers, Big Pharma and the feds, and couldn't believe what I have found. So this was written by Jordan Sh- Shastel. And Thomas Massey, Massey writes a response to that, and he says, There is still no FDA-approved vaccine available in the United States. Every vaccine administered in the U.S. is covered under emergency use authorization. The FDA is complicit in a legal shell game assisted knowingly or unwittingly by media outlets 
and so-called fact-checkers. It's true. Charlie Kirk writes, Today marks the highest single-day increase in COVID cases in the history of the pandemic, yet America is more vaccinated than ever. Are you paying attention yet? And so proud, Nikki writes, so proud to working with the CCP, the brutal communist regime, really guess, really guess they don't mind to do this again right here in the U.S. So basically Pfizer partnered with China, vaccine passport platform, admits being proud to stand with China leaders. And that that's that's where we're heading. Jack Posobiec writes this. We now know the FBI uncovered 20,000 images from Epstein's mansion in Manhattan, multiple hard drives, multiple CDs, and now they are sealed. This isn't an investigation. This is a cover-up. I agree with that. Christine Pushall writes, Wow, 86,000 new cases in California today, despite LAUSD denying education to unvaccinated children. So they're getting it wrong every step of the way. And yet, they're the ones in charge. They're allowed to direct you. So we are going to be doing a New Year's Eve show. To uh, We're going to be doing a New Year's Eve show at the Scott Adams show. Uh, that was uh, something we thought about. And um, Leonora is going to be with us on that show. And that's to, uh, tomorrow. So we're going to be uh, doing that show. And uh, hope everybody tunes in and stays Stays tuned. Stay tuned for that show. It should be pretty good to bring in the new year right. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Scott Adams Show. And be sure to check out our podcast over at scottadamshow.com. Also, if you want to know about the work that we're doing with our 501c3, check out magapack.org and buglecall.org. We are not at all connected with WinRed. We hate WinRed. And we are uh, big supporters of the American First policies. Uh, that's really all it is that we do. And uh, and with the donations that uh, go over there, it helps us do what we do here. Okay, this is actually an extended arm of what we're doing over there. Okay, so in any case, be sure to check that out as well. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye. But close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.